Today, I want to talk about three common songwriting mistakes. So we don't just want to highlight mistakes. That doesn't help anybody. But what we're going to do is talk about what these common mistakes are that I see through the studio all the time as I'm helping artists write songs. But more importantly, what can we do to get around these problems and turn these mistakes into actually songwriting strength? So we're going to have a chat about a couple of things today that will just help you better your songwriting. Hey, I'm Craig from the Dot of Day Studio and we're talking about going from musician to artist. So this podcast, this YouTube channel is all about helping artists go as far as they can independently to actually make some money off your music. More importantly, do what we're passionate about and that is music. So one of the topics that we cover is songwriting and that's what we're going to be talking about today because having a good song is a massive uh, part of the puzzle to being a successful independent artists because we need those songs that our fans uh, can engage with. So I work with a lot of songwriters in the studio here. Usually, uh, more often than not, I'm kind of helping produce the song. So as an artist will come with like the bed of a song, um, a song they've finished and they're happy with, and then it's kind of my role to help them tweak that and get the best out of that song. So I'm just going to talk about a few things today, which I'm which I'm finding I'm helping with a lot of people, just these these small little things that we can just adjust in our songwriting and just get a much more professional sound. So this is going to be less about highlighting mistakes, more about um, giving you some tips to write better songs. And I'm really not pointing the finger at any artist. So if you've worked with me before and you're thinking, oh, he's just talking to me, I'm not. These are just some mistakes I see across a lot of songwriters. And I think uh, even a lot of songs that I hear on Spotify um, these sort of things, I think, oh, if you just if you just tweaked that, that'd be um, your song would be a lot easier to kind of grab a hold of and connect with. So the first thing I wanted to chat about was mismatch phrasing. So this is about lining up your lyrics with your melody. So often you've got like a really good melody that maybe your first line or your chorus or something that you've kind of started writing has this really nice melody and the lyrics fit perfectly to it. Um, so the next letter set of lyrics we write. We're trying to fit into that melody. So what that can often mean is that we chuck extra syllables in and end up changing the melody, which end up changing the phrasing. So if you've got a song that goes da dun 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 da dun da, and then you go da dun 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 da dun da, and kind of add those extra syllables in because it need your sentence needs those words. So for me, this really disrupts the flow. You want to kind of get your melody. You want to make that the king of your song. And your lyrics go along with that. So then if the next line you, you're changing that melody, you're putting like an extra beat in or an extra syllable, it kind of throws off the balance of the song, I think. So I think a more effective way than, than trying to fit lyrics and changing the melody is to actually write lyrics that will fit in the melody. So maybe that's changing up words or maybe saying it in a different way or something, or going back to that original line and maybe adding an extra syllable in there so that your melody makes sense and they're not mismatched from line to line or from verse to verse. So adding extra syllable, it, it kind of just drives me mental when they just put like that extra syllable and you're like, yes, you said what you wanted to say, but it just didn't fit. You'd kind of shoved it in. It's like when you're building a jigsaw puzzle and the bit doesn't fit and you know that it doesn't fit, but you're just desperate. So you just shove it in anyway. Um, and then there's it's lumpy and the puzzle doesn't work. So mismatched or just extra syllables in, in your melody lines. So another way you see this is where you've got a melody that's kind of strong and it's good and all your lyrics fit in it and that's fine. But maybe by line three or line four, you've got an extra bunch of lyrics. So it's not just a syllable, it's a whole extra 
uh, line or phrase. So you end up just really changing the melody. So this happens a lot from verse one to verse two. Maybe you come in and you write verse two, I don't know, the next week or the next day or the next month or year, or it could be down the track. So you kind of have this new lyric idea and then you just tweak the melody so that it fits your new lyrics. So it still flows and sounds good, but it's now mismatched from the first one. So I don't think your melodies need to be carbon copies from verse one or verse two, but you don't want to have to bring in verse two as almost a totally new concept um, just to fit your lyrics in. I think, again, your melody is needs to be a really strong part of your song. So if your lyrics are um, dragging your melody out, then adjust your lyrics because you can get the same story across in your lyrics if you say something different. There are some lines which are just gold lines that you need You need them to be exactly like that. You need the words to be in that order, those exact words to tell your story because it's kind of your hook. In that case, you want to be writing a melody around that. But when you've got a really good melody and your lyrics are just telling story to support the main theme of your song, then really good songwriting and really professional sounding songwriting is going to be able to adjust those lyrics so they fit that melody and you don't have mismatched phrasing uh, across your different parts. So the second common mistake I've seen is just the lack of dynamics. So this is really, really easy to do when you're just writing a song by yourself. So if you're playing guitar or if you're playing uh, keyboard when you're writing the song, it can just kind of start and then just continue along that same intensity, um, you know, same strumming pattern. You can change up the chords, the melody might change, but just the intensity of the song uh, remains the same. And if you've got a band, it's kind of easy. Your drummer might um, sit back just on the hi-hats for the verse or something. So in a band scenario, you can kind of, those dynamics come a bit more naturally maybe. But when you're just playing on the acoustic guitar or the keyboard, it's really easy to write a dynamically boring song that just starts and then nothing changes towards the end. Now, we don't really notice this when we're songwriting because the story means something to us. We've come up with those lyrics, that melody, those chords, And we know the story, we know the feelings, we know the emotions that those lyrics bring. So we can just kind of start, sing it through, and it's amazing. But when we're trying to get that story across to people, dynamics is such a massive way to do that. So we can't assume that they have all the same feelings as us. As a songwriter, we've actually got to make sure they feel those things. So dynamics is one of the ways to make that happen, to kind of force your story to be heard and understood. So we think about movies. Movies do this really well and I always draw it back to movies because it's really easy to put a visual um, analogy to what I'm talking about here with songwriting. So if you have a fight scene to start a movie, so it's kind of this big intense thing. If you imagine if that fight scene just went the entire length of the movie for an hour and a half, it would just be a little bit, uh, we've been there, done that. You know those fight scenes that are going on a little bit too long and you're like, okay, I get it. It often happens in the start of a movie, like, man, this has been a really intense 10 minutes. I just need it to settle down so I can figure out what's going on. Um, In the reverse sense, if you've got this really sort of reflective, quiet um, scene, if that goes on for too long, you're kind of like, come on, let's move on next part. But if if that quiet bit never comes and the action never feels as great, right? Or if the action is happening all the time, you never get that quiet reflection, but you don't really get a sense of what's inside the character and what they're really feeling. So it's the way those two things work together, which really sells the story. 
So going into a fight scene, you might have that really reflective bit where they're just thinking about how much it means to them and all those sorts of things. So then when they start to fight, we know how much it means to them and that big part makes sense. So in our songwriting, even though we know the story and we have felt all those feelings before, our listeners haven't. So writing those dynamics into our story means that they can kind of come along with the journey with us. They can feel those reflective parts. They can get to know the story with those smaller dynamics and they can really feel the impact of that story with those larger things. So that if you're just playing guitar, that might just mean just bringing it down. Just why don't you just strum like that for the for the verse and then you can get back into your back into your strumming for the chorus or something or maybe if you like a nice strong verse then what can you do differently for the chorus to kind of make sure that it moves and changes this isn't just a big block so when you get into the recording studio this is a little bit easier again you can start to add different parts in different places but if the fundamental song isn't dynamic it's really like polishing a turd once you get to the studio. So you want to be writing those things in. So a lack of dynamics is a mistake that I see often and it's something that we're having to retweak and kind of strip parts out and change parts of the song so that it can tell that story. So third thing that I commonly see, I always do three like that, but so many people do three like that. The third, the third thing that I commonly see that is subtracting from songs is the use of space or the incorrect use of space. I think space is so powerful in music when you've got that pause, uh, when there's actually the lack of sound, it really creates a nice tension and can work really, really well to build that story. So if you're using that in the wrong places um, as kind of a little break or as, a, as an interlude or something rather than a part of your storytelling, I think it really detracts from your story. Does that make sense? So lots of people will use like a one bar uh, sort of pause as a pre-chorus. So you might play an eight bar verse and then at the end you just hang that last note out for a bar and then go into the chorus. So for me, this really just messes up the rhythm of your song. You've kind of got this natural flow, this natural groove, and just to leave it hang there for a bar and then go into it is great if you've got like this tense sort of feeling that you're wanting someone to dwell on the lyric you just said or something like that. But if it's just a musical break um, because your chords don't match up or something like that, or you just need a bit more time to catch your breath, then it just really pulls away from the song. So I find I'm often um, cutting out bars of songs and just making the verse roll into the chorus. Um, if the chords don't match up, you might need a little instrumental interlude or something, um, but just to leave that gap there. And so sometimes you'll see it at the end of the verse, end of the chorus, end of the next verse. And every sort of time, there's everything's in a nine-bar block instead of an eight-bar block. So the song feels like it's constantly going rather than just flowing. I think there's something really significant about having a nice groove that your audience can just sit on and rely on. And putting these uh, un unstorytelling, what's the right way to say it? To put in these breaks that aren't adding to the story is is just, it just takes away from that and really makes it stop starting. I know um, often I play the drums for artists on their song and that's when I really, really notice is when you're locked into a groove, it's feeling great and then it's just, you stop for a bit. Should I put a big fill in that big gap or do you just want me to wait? Like it's just kind of disrupts the flow. So you know, like now when we're really pushing these three-minute songs so that we can be on playlists and all that sort of thing, it's a bit harder. But back in the day, like if you listen to Michael Jackson or something uh, around that sort of era, there can be like a one-minute intro, which is just defining the groove. It's just locking in that. 
I'll do that for like a minute, just really setting that groove. So you can imagine at that point, if you just chucked an extra bar rest there and then got back into the groove, they've, they've worked out this because you can just bop your head and just feel that the whole time. And then if that was to use a bit of space, it actually means something. So at that point, um, Michael Jackson's really going to want us to sit on that lyric or feel that tension that's building up on it rather than just him having a rest and finding an easy way to get into the next section. So there are definitely times where you can do this. So if you've just done a big loud bridge and then you're going back into a quiet chorus or something, you need the music to come down before you can kind of go back into that really reflective hook of the chorus. Then to leave a bar or two space there really just settles the song down and then you can go back into it and kind of restart. Um, that's a really powerful, effective use of space that actually adds to the storyline of your song. It actually helps your listeners to follow along with what you want them to feel in your songwriting. So they are the three common mistakes I see in the studio often when I'm working with artists on brand new songs. So it's mismatched phrasing uh, in your lyrics over your melody, a bad use of dynamics or a, a lack of dynamics or a incorrect use of space. So I'd encourage you work on these things, make sure that your song kind of addresses those. Um, hopefully this has given you some tips to, to add those into your songs or next time you're writing, just to think about your use of space or dynamics or phrasing. And uh, you're just going to get a much more professional sounding song, which is just going to be easier for your audience to connect with. At the end of the day, that's what we want. We want people to hear our songs and just straight away go, yes, I like that. I feel that. Um, and that would be really, really good. And that's going to help you grow uh, your audience. If you haven't already, download my free songwriting guide, which is just a checklist for songwriting. It's a checklist that you can go through and say, yes, my song's got that in the melody. Yes, my song's got that in the dynamics. My song's got that in the parts. It follows the series I did a little while ago, but I think you'll get a lot of uh, helpful advice out of that just to be able to go through your songs and check them off. Not to, not to make sure that they're exactly the same as everyone else's songs, but to make sure that you got these fundamental parts in your songs that mean that your audience is going to connect with them. So there's a link below, or if you're on the podcast, you can go to dotted8.com forward slash artist and you'll find all my resources there. Download that and uh, put it to use. I think that will really help you. So I just do 15 to 20 minute episodes every week on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, just helping you level up as a musician, just giving you a resource to encourage you and help you to keep walking forwards into your passion which is music. So subscribe if you haven't already so you keep up to date with those new videos and podcasts coming out. Make some music this week and we'll talk again soon.